Hi, this is Larry. Larry, Suzanne Delbanco calling from Catalyst for Payment Reform. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So uh, this is kind of a funny phone call. I wanted to talk to you about uh, what's going on lately around employers' role in healthcare coverage and how you think that could change given the new tax law and other um, policies being put forth by the Trump administration. But we have an audience listening into our conversation, so I, I thought maybe for the, uh, their sake you could introduce yourselves to them and share a little bit of your background. Sure. Um, well, I'm the senior vice president at the Kaiser Family Foundation, which uh, studies and communicates about health policy issues. Uh, and I've been kind of accidentally working in healthcare uh, for about 30 years, uh, both in government at the federal and state level, uh, and uh, in health plans. Well, thank you so much for talking today. And um, for those listening, I had the wonderful opportunity early in my career to work at the Kaiser Family Foundation, and I have so much respect for the organization. And one of the things that you guys do so well is tracking the way uh, you know, health policy unfolds in this country, whether by asking Americans about their feelings about it or asking employers about what they're doing around providing coverage to their employees. And so I think just recently you released the most recent version of the survey that you do of employers. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've tracked uh, employers' role over the years and whether there's anything from the most recent survey that surprised you? Yeah, well, we've been surveying employers uh, about the health benefits they provide to workers for almost 20 years. And the idea of this survey is to provide incredibly detailed information about the health insurance coverage uh, offered by employers uh, and to make it freely available to, to the public. Um, and in fact, we make the data available to uh, researchers or, or analysts who, who want to use it as, as well. Um, so this is both, I think, the most, most detailed information about employers and health insurance uh, and also the most transparent. And, you know, <laughs> maybe the most interesting thing from, from our, our last survey uh, is that uh, health insurance costs for employers are still growing incredibly slowly. Uh, premiums, uh, on average, increased by 3% in, in 2017. And, uh, you know, health care costs in general have been growing very slowly since the Great Recession, but uh, it, it's persisted much longer than I frankly expected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, we work with employers closely and they feel a tremendous amount of pain from the healthcare cost growth, even though it's slower than it used to be, and are obviously very worried about what the future holds, um, whether it's, you know, the rising costs of specialty pharmacy or the growing burden of chronic disease or behavioral health issues. What else do you think uh, they have in their horizon, you know, given the new tax law that just got passed? I mean, I think you're right. I mean, health insurance costs have been growing very slowly, but they've still been growing faster than inflation, faster than the economy, faster than workers' wages. Um, so they're, uh, you, you know, it doesn't feel quite as good as, as you might think. And one of the strategies employers have used to keep their costs under control is increasing deductibles, uh, which in part lowers use of services, but also shifts costs to workers. Um, and there's some signs that that, that has... Um, that strategy has kind of played out, and and there and it might be hard to do that even more in the future, and that connects to the tax law, you know, because one of the things the tax law did was delay once again the implementation of the so-called Cadillac plan tax, um, and that tax would have, you know, over time, uh, put a, a very big tax on employers who have high health insurance costs. 
And, you know, one of the only ways I think employers over time could have really avoided that tax is by increasing deductibles dramatically. Um, and I think employers have been reticent to, to do that. And, you know, certainly we'll greet the delay of the tax with, uh, with welcome arms. What about any other changes that you think the Trump, Trump administration is trying to put forth? What else might impact employers that they should be keeping an eye on? Yeah, there's one that I, I think, you know, could kind of sneak up on, on employers, particularly large employers, um, and that's the expansion of uh, association health plans. Um, and, you know, there's proposed regulations that have been put out and the details are still being worked out. But, you know, the idea is to allow small businesses and, in fact, self-employed people as well uh, to band together in, in associations and offer coverage that would be considered large employer coverage under ERISA and therefore exempts from some of the Affordable Care Act's uh, insurance market rules. Um, you know, and on the one hand, this wouldn't seem to directly affect large employers, but it, it could have some uh, surprising indirect effects over time. Large employers guard their ERISA protection with their lives and, you know, really value that flexibility that ERISA gives them. And, and to the extent ERISA, through regulations, is somewhat um, uh, watered down uh, through these association plans, you know, that, that could open the door for changes in the future that could affect large employers as well. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the interesting things we saw is not that association health plans are the same thing as the public exchanges, but anytime you sort of have a new organizing principle around um, insurance, some innovation comes to pass. And I think with the the public exchanges, the rise of narrow networks has been something that um, has attracted a lot of employers, and we're seeing, you know, a lot of growth and interest in that. Do you think if the uh, association health plans come to pass that we'd like to, we'd likely to see other kind of innovations that employers might might be interested in? It's certainly possible. I, I think it's more likely that the association plans will be, you know, just a way to cherry pick healthy employers and and self employed individuals and pull them out of the the risk pools of the ACA regulated plans. But I, you know, I, I do think that, that, uh, you know, with this kind of change does come the potential for innovation. And, and, you know, you mentioned narrow networks in the, in the exchange plans. I mean, employers have always been reticent to move to narrower network plans. Uh, I mean, the whole reason employers offer health benefits to their workers is to uh, attract a quality workforce. And if you're offering coverage that workers don't perceive as valuable, uh, with a narrow network, then it kind of defeats the purpose. And, uh, and certainly narrow networks don't necessarily appeal to uh, executives uh, at companies either. But, you know, as we've seen, it's, it's price increases that are really driving the growth in healthcare costs. And the only way to get prices down, or at least uh, not growing as fast, uh, is for employers and health plans to gain some leverage over providers. And the way you get that leverage is by narrowing, narrowing your network. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see over time how health plans form these narrow networks. Uh, from research that we've done, we've seen that it's really been focused solely on cost. But if they begin to incorporate quality into it, then I think, you know, there might be, you know, longer term interest in these because if, you know, someone could do advanced homework for me and point me to a high value provider, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> no, and we do, you know, we, we uh, you know, we're, we're, we're obsessed with healthcare costs and, uh, and understandably so since we 
spend so much more than the rest of the world, and the cost has been growing uh, faster than the economy as long as we can, uh, as long as we've known. Um, but uh, you know, we do. It, it is important to broaden the conversation some, whether it's about networks or anything else we're doing in healthcare. You know, it's not just about cost. It's also about uh, improving uh, quality and performance, and sometimes those things go hand in hand. Yep. Well, that's certainly a central focus of Catalyst for Payment Reform. So we agree with that statement. Um, but Larry, I so appreciate you being willing to talk about this. And um, I learned a lot and I look forward to seeing what else you all continue to track um, as um, you know insights into the trends that we're all experiencing. So thank you so much. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, and keep up the great work.